Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieby Moms Podcast. Hello, everyone. I am back for another sweaty episode <laughs> of Grieby Moms Podcast. This is Megan Hillica. Um, if you don't know or you haven't been listening, we are traveling in a school bus and I don't really have an office space or a space to um, have a quiet space or like it's kind of hard to get away by myself to record when we have six kids as well and a 280 square foot bus and then my husband's working in our bedroom which is the office which also I wouldn't be able to record in there because then there would be noise in the background so a lot of times I sit in the car and anytime it's hot it just gets really sweaty and I have to take lots of breaks and open the windows and open the doors and take a little break um so <laughs> I just want to let you know what I go through to record this for you no I actually love recording these and so I do it happily but someday I will be excited to have a space um, that I know is quiet and whatever. This is just how we roll right now because of the way we're doing our life. So um, today I wanted to talk about, is it okay to be okay? But before that, I want to just let you know about, um, I have, <laughs> I, I don't know if I should be saying it like this or not, but it actually will force me to get it up there and get it done. Um, I have a video that I'm making about anxiety and child loss and how it really isn't your fault and there's not it's not because you're not trying hard enough or you're not trying to relax or whatever like there's so much layers and levels to anxiety and I'm going to make a free video about that you can find it at meganhillica.com and if I don't get that up, which I'm now that I said this, I have to, but if I don't by any chance, um, then you will find my free video, The Best Way to Ease the Pain of Grief. So either way, go to meganhillica.com and you can get one of those two free videos. Otherwise, let's dive into today's topic. Um, I know that there's a lot of talk about it's okay to not be okay. And I've totally been behind all of this that it's important to grieve and allow yourself to feel all your emotions. But in today's episode, I wanted to dive into an aspect of this that I feel is very important. That if it's okay to not be okay, when is it okay to be okay? When you start to not be okay all the time, will there be a time you begin to let yourself be okay? This is an aspect of my work that I've definitely guided people through because some people are so scared to feel the sensations in their body, they numb out, and other people go so deeply in and don't know how to get out. 
So this is kind of the side I'm focusing on today where you've been in the it's okay to not be okay camp and you're starting to wonder if you'll ever be okay and if it will ever be okay for you to be okay. So the question I want to ask is, if pain is all you've known or you've become so comfortable with pain, what would it be like to not have any pain? And would you be okay with that? I know you might tell me right away that that would be amazing. I don't want, I don't want any pain. You, you might just say, I, I, I would love to not be in pain. This is so horrific. And the pain I'm talking to, uh, talking about is um, emotional and mental pain, not really physical pain. But I know you don't want to be in pain. The suffering and horror of living with so much pain is incredible. And I get it. The pain is so much. It's, it's like you would do anything to get rid of it. And maybe you do do things to try to numb it. Like with maybe alcohol, drugs, food, busyness, scrolling. Whatever it may be, the pain is so intense. But even if you're using these things to numb or to kind of manage the pain for a little bit, to imagine a life pain-free is almost more painful than living with the pain that you're with now. So I've seen this over and over again where someone says they don't want to be in pain, but when they have the chance to not be in pain, they stay in pain because of a few reasons. Here are the few reasons I found, and there probably could be more. These are just ones that come up with. As always, when I'm doing these podcast episodes, I just do what comes to my mind at the time. So number one, it's comfortable. It's what they know. Um, Number two, it's all they can do because of how their brain is wired. And I'll explain more about that. And because of their belief about what would happen if they are not in pain or who they would be if they were not in pain. So I'll dive into each of these further. I know it seems counterintuitive to say that pain is comfortable, but it can be, especially if that's all you've known for a while or that level of chaos is your set point. To not have it can feel scary. For example, um, with my own self and my own story, I realized that my set point for my internal state was one of stress and chaos internally. That if I wasn't juggling like five million things or semi-stressed all the time, I started to feel a little lost. Like I'm comfortable with the boredom and I don't have enough going on. And what am I going to do? I need to fill my time up. I need to fill my day up. Um, and I've got, I got uncomfortable with the feeling calmer and feeling more at ease. Why? I don't know. And I don't know if it actually matters. It's just the state that I was used to. And that was normal for me. And I, I couldn't begin to change it until I had become more aware of it and started to practice more presence and noticing when I get in the chaotic state because it's not actually very fun for me. And as I've become aware of it, I enjoy having a calmer and more peaceful inside. I really, really do. It's just trying to find that balance for me in my life. Um, And the next thing is kind of related to something I've been learning in the training um, inside of rapid resolution therapy is that, which I I feel like I I understood this 
on some level already, but this is just a whole nother level of it is that everybody does something because of their past programming, their thoughts, their feelings, beliefs, behaviors, etc. They all contribute to the actions that they take and that there's not a conscious or clear choice that actually takes place. It just happens. So from a place of clarity, you can choose to step forward towards different actions in your future. But in the past, you don't have a choice. <laughs> so if you have been in pain, you couldn't have done it any different. It starts with now and causing a break in the pattern that's been. So then you can begin to shift into the future. There's actually been studies where they have a participant make some choices while they're all wired up to machines and computers. And the people watching who are watching the people hooked up can actually know what choice the person will make before they consciously choose that choice, which that is so fascinating to me. So with the study, it's showing that the people already made the choice unconsciously before it becomes a conscious thought to choose something. So with the pain, it's not really a conscious thought or that it could be any different or that you're like choosing to be in pain, that you're, you're like, oh, I, I don't, I, I want to be in pain. It's like you don't have an option, if that makes sense. Now, the biggest um, one that I wanted to dive into is the beliefs that you might have about the pain and why you have the pain that keep you in pain. So I worked with a, this is an example, I worked with a grieving mother who had depression her whole life and was still struggling with depression. And she shared with me that when she was younger, the only time her mother showed her love was when she was depressed. Otherwise she was abused or very um, neglected, not well taken care of. So that wired into her mind and unconscious um, that depression was the safe route. That's where she got love and to not have depression would be dangerous because that's when she didn't receive the best treatment. This is a powerful belief in your unconscious mind that's very hard to just get rid of. It's a belief that's rooted in survival and safety and I'm not at all saying this can't change um, because it definitely can through many options especially rapid resolution therapy but bringing to light different ways that pain and suffering can continue to be the problem for you even if you think you don't want it even if you're saying out loud I'm so tired of feeling this way I don't want to feel this way um, noticing what's behind it that might be keeping you there because it's actually what's safe for you another example that I wanted to share was um, I watched a training with a girl inside again rapid resolution therapy where they were working with her to process this or clear this um, she had a lot of physical pain and she said she didn't want to have the pain she really wanted to be done with it and then when she was questioned again like is it truly okay for you to not be in pain she got emotional and said maybe not maybe it's not okay for her to not be in pain because her mother has always been in pain and she doesn't think her mother has experienced anything but pain. And she would feel guilty if she didn't have any pain. That's incredible to notice that powerful belief that has been keeping the pain stuck. So I wanted to bring this around to grief and child loss. Because there are a few beliefs that keep grieving mothers 
cycling in pain and stuck in pain that I have come across. There could definitely be more. Like I always say, this is just what's come up for me when I'm recording this. But one thing is that if you're not in pain, that means you're not grieving, which therefore means that you are a bad mom or you don't miss your child, you don't love them, or you're forgetting them. And if you have this belief that if you are not in pain, you're not grieving, then you're never going to be out of pain, ever. And do you know how I know this? Because I know that you love your child and you never want to forget them and you never, ever want to move on. If being in pain equals how much you love them, if the amount of pain you feel proves the depth of the love you have, then of course you want to be in the deepest, darkest pain you can possibly be in, right? That only makes sense. So what would the absence of pain mean for you? Would it be okay to be okay? Ask yourself these questions. Would it be okay for you to not be in pain anymore? This is an honest question that I'd love you to take a moment to pause and ask yourself. Would it be okay with me for me to be okay? Would it be okay with me for me to not have pain? And then another kind of side of it is, would it be okay for my child if I was okay? Would it be okay with my child if I was pain-free? Is it okay with my child that every time I think of them, I'm in horrific pain? Or would it be okay with my child if every time I thought of them, I loved them, I smiled that they're part of my life and so grateful that I get to be their mom? So I hope you take a moment to ponder those questions and truly ask yourself, Um, everything I do on this podcast and in my work is to really help kind of show life or thoughts through a different lens so that you can see a different way of thinking or looking at things that could really shift and change the way you feel in your life with grief and child loss. And I, I hope you can feel that and see that. Like, I'm not just a friend to support you and love you, but I'm a guide and a somebody who's here to truly assist you in the work, the grief work and becoming to a place where you can be clear and you can be pain free and all of these things like that. I I want you to be okay. That is my clearest intent and heart's desire for you. Um, But I just, I hope that bringing these to the surface helps you see for yourself, you know, what's going on with you. Okay, so some beliefs, again, that come up for moms, often with the thought of not being in pain, are these examples. Um, If I'm not in pain, then I'm forgetting and moving on. If I'm not crying or suffering every day, then I must not be a good enough grieving mother. You can only be grieving So grieving equals suffering and struggling. You can only be grieving if you are suffering and struggling. I'm supposed to let myself grieve. And how do I do that if I don't have pain? 
um, pain is sacred because the pain of my grief I have is the love I have for my child. If I let go of the pain, I'm letting go of my love. If I'm not in pain, that would mean I'm okay. And how could I be okay when my child is dead? I bring these to light because if you are in pain and you want to be free from pain and yet you hold on to these beliefs or even you might not even consciously know that you're holding on to them. Maybe you don't know how to let go of them. Um, and that's, that's things I can help you with um, inside of Grieving Moms Haven and inside of 101 Calls. But if you hold on to these, you'll never be free of pain. The truth is to let go of the pain does not mean you're letting go of your child. I feel like I've shared this many times, but I'll share it again here. I do not have pain on a daily basis from Aria's death. I do not have pain on a daily basis, I should say. It doesn't mean it doesn't come and go, but I also have not let go of Aria. I talk about her all the time. I think about her often. Of course, I get sad and I have moments, but I am not suffering. I would not describe my life as suffering or in horrific pain or painful. I am not living a horrible and miserable life because my daughter died. I am loving her, talking about her, sharing her, and helping others because of her. I have not let go of Aria. I have let go of the pain and I have not let go of her. And I am not a worse grieving mother. I don't love Aria less than other moms who are in more pain. I have not let go of my love of her. In fact, I'm able to love her more because I have no pain. So, it's possible to be pain-free and carry your child forward with you. Through this all, I'm not negating how hard this is and how painful it can be. And everything you've been feeling and going through my intention is to offer hope in a different perspective that what you hear from everyone else. Because most people only say, you'll never get better and you'll suffer the rest of your life. Um, that was actually something I saw in a Facebook group. I don't necessarily go on Facebook groups all the time, but I saw someone ask, when is it going to get better? When will I be okay? And there was hundreds and hundreds of comments and I just, I get really fired up about this and I'm really um, passionate about this because there's so many people saying, you'll never be okay again. You'll never get better. Things will never get better. It's going to be horrible. Like, so, so to me, like to that mom who's asking, who's in so much pain, who's looking for a glimmer of hope. And of course, these this has been, you know, all these moms experience, so I can't blame them that there's, you know, that's been what they know. And I'm like, there's another way. There's another way. And I, I'm holding a light here for you. Um, there's so much hope for you that, that not ever finding happiness or being in pain the rest of your life has not been my experience. And there's so much hope for you. And that's what I do here is to, to offer that to you to show you a different lens, a different way of looking at things. Um, and really, 
I think um, doing things in a different way than most people will tell you to do or even most a lot of therapy therapists or support groups do um, because I I really believe that things can be different and it doesn't have to be so hopeless so I hope this was helpful for you that was my intention with it and and if you heard anything that was different for you or opened up your eyes to some, reach out to me and let me know or share this podcast episode on Instagram. You can tag me at Cultivated Family. That would be amazing. And that way we can reach more people and share it with other moms. But also, I just love to hear from you and connect with you. So all my love to you. See you next week. Take care. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.